Hey travel babies, we are starting to plan our spring and summer trips. With travel restrictions still in place, it can be hard to decide where to go, even if you feel ready to travel, but we're here to help. This is Travel Babies. We're just two sisters trying to travel the world in style, but sometimes things don't go as planned. Each week, we talk about important travel topics to help you decide when, where, and how to explore the world in style. I'm Juliana from Travel Juliana, a professional travel blogger from Boston. And I'm JQ from jqlouise.com, and I'm also a professional travel writer, blogger, and influencer, also from Boston. Combined, we have over 200,000 followers across our social media platforms, and we love sharing our travel tips and tricks with you all. But before we get started, don't forget to subscribe and give us a review if you enjoy our podcast. It really helps us a lot. In the last episode, we talked all about the current travel options for Americans. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, definitely check it out. And today, we're talking about how to pack for all these trips, as well as speaking with a special guest. Our special guest this week is Eddie Lucas from Bravo's Below Deck, and he'll be sharing his insight into the best yachting destinations in the Caribbean. But first, let's start a little bit closer to home and talk about how to pack for New England trips. So last time, you know, we talked about how there's so many options in New England. It's spring now and the weather's looking nicer, you know, summer's coming. So what do you typically pack? Um, You know, what are your must-haves, JQ? Yeah. So, I mean, like we talked about last week, New England trips are great because they're super convenient and yeah, the weather's getting much nicer. So there's tons of driving distance destinations that are great choices for Bostonians and people who live in New England. So, I mean, some of my must-haves are just the those transitional clothing items, like maybe a trench coat, blazers, jeans, like you can really start to wear these types of things again because you don't need heavy winter jackets or boots anymore. So really now is a great time to play around with fashion in New England. Yeah, exactly. I know you mentioned like the different types of lighter weather jackets. I love to wear my jean jacket like pretty much all spring and summer at night because it's just like so versatile. It goes with anything and it's perfect for this this type of like transitional weather. Exactly. And honestly, it's nice to be able to wear like different shoes again instead of just boots and snow boots and stuff like that. So it's fun to, you know, wear all your shoes again. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I can be so much more like stylish when it's warmer out because in the winter, it's like you don't really have a choice. You just have to wear all of the like really cold weather stuff that you need in Boston. Um, But, you know, now we've had at least a couple of weeks or it feels like it's been a couple of weeks of like really nice weather where it's nice during the day. It's still cold at night. No, it's looking really nice out. Exactly. And it's funny because like, I feel like even in the mornings, it can still be chilly, but then by one or 2 p.m., it could actually be kind of hot out. Yeah, exactly. Some days I'm like, it's kind of hard to dress because, you know, it can, the weather can just change by hour, like literally what the temperature is. So, you know, I'll go out at like lunchtime and I'll have like a sweater and a coat and I'm like a little too hot. And then I'll go out again at like five and it'll be chillier. And I'm like, okay, I actually still need my sweater and not just a coat. Yeah, exactly. I know. Like when we go on our walks in the afternoon, I never even know anymore. Cause like if I'm go out for lunch at one it's like whoa I don't even need any coat and then you know by five once the sun starts to go down again it can get chilly so you know I mean that's living in New England the weather changes and this time of year the temperature changes a lot so I mean my recommendations for packing would be to bring a lot of light layers so you can you know take them on and off throughout your trip exactly and um 
you know, definitely check the weather before you go so that you know, okay, during the day, I won't need a coat, but at night I probably will. So like Jacqueline said, layers are key because you can always, you know, gauge how hot or cold you might be. Yeah. And don't forget your umbrella because also this is the time of year where you might get a rain shower here or there. So definitely check the weather, but I always bring an umbrella in my carry-on. I mean, I learned the hard way a long time ago that you don't want to get stuck anywhere without an umbrella. So definitely pack one of those as well. Yeah. I always, you know, like Jacqueline said, this time of year, April is, is usually a typically rainy month. And that's why May, everything is blooming so much like in New England, which is really pretty. But um, yeah, this year I actually invested in a good raincoat also with a hood so that I know it's easy to pack because it, it can really get small when you want to pack it. But like Jacqueline said, always just bring a small umbrella because it does, you know, it really sucks when you don't have one. Yeah. So wait, I know what kind of raincoat did you get? I remember you got a nice one recently. Yeah. So actually Jared got me one for Christmas and I forget what brand it is, but it, um, it's really just like a lightweight, um, you know, it could be good if it, if it was cold, I could just wear a big sweater under it, but if it's like warmish and it's just, you know, that like April rain, um, I could just wear it, you know, on its own with like a t-shirt and that'd be like totally fine too, but it's really like nice and waterproof. Um, you know, it's kind of like stylish. It's not very, it's not just like a rain shell that you would buy from like a sporting store. So no, I really like it. I haven't had a ton of chances to wear it yet, actually, because we've only had a couple of like really heavy rain days and I usually don't even go outside on those days. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too. I know I got a new raincoat recently as well. I got one from Helly Hansen in the seaport and I've been, I've been starting to wear it a lot because it's, it has a little bit of light padding. So it, it it can be, you know, cozier if it is chilly out. So yeah, exactly. Because you, I really like those coats where you can just like transition it from like cold weather to like medium weather like it is now. Yeah, me too. And the great thing is that they are really packable. So, you know, they get really small when you put it in your suitcase. So that's another great thing just to throw in there. Okay, so now let's move on to Europe. So last time we talked about, you know, the different options of uh, countries to visit in Europe. Um, so what would you first think of packing when you go? So it's huge news that a few European destinations have announced that they'll be open for Americans. I mean, Greece is opening in a few weeks. Iceland is already open. Croatia is opening soon as well. So lots of great news here. And I don't know, this, you know, thinking about what to pack for Europe is just something we haven't done in so long. So I'm glad we're talking about this because there's a few things that we all need to remember to bring with us. I think the key thing here is remembering those need to have items before you even get to the fun stuff because you know most of us haven't traveled internationally in a while so don't forget that you'll be needing some adapters for all your devices and things like that before you even start to think about clothes yeah exactly and i think another um thing we talked about before in in a different like sort of packing episode was the fact that you should always have um you know like advil or different you know, medicines that you might need while you're traveling, because a lot of times it might be hard to get that in different um, countries in Europe. So bring all of like the necessities that like Jacqueline said, before you even start thinking about the clothes and what the weather will be like, all that stuff is really important. And this is a no brainer, but don't forget your passport. I mean, I know Juliana and I have only used those a few times recently. I mean, just going to, you know, the Caribbean. But I mean, when you go to Europe, you definitely need it. So don't forget about that as well. But once we get to close, you know, this is where you can have fun with it again. I mean, most likely 
will all be going to Europe once the weather gets warmer. So this means you can really have fun with summer outfits, swimsuits, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I love European weather. Like, you know, I always check the weather before I'm I'm about to go. But kind of, you know, like New England, sometimes weather can, can change pretty quickly. So like one day it might be really nice. One day it might be kind of hot and rainy, like depending on the city you're in. So definitely make sure you have gear for all types of weather that you might have. Um, but, you know, a lot of things can also be re- very versatile too. Like I always bring pair of like white sneakers that I can wear if I know I'm going to be walking around a lot it goes with anything so any of those items that you know you can wear in a lot of different situations is great exactly I know I think you know we're all so excited to get back out there so I know you know most of us are probably thinking of so many like oh I want to wear this I want to wear this I want to wear this but also like make your life easy pack light bring like versatile items like juliana just said like bring items that you can wear multiple times on your trip bring shoes that are comfortable bring an umbrella like just be prepared because for our first trips back out exploring you know there's a lot of things that could go wrong and i'm sure there still will be a few things that go wrong so you really want to try to plan ahead as much as possible and just try to avoid any of those situations because you know, it will be stressful just traveling again for the first couple of trips. Yeah. And actually, now that I'm thinking of it, I was at Urban Outfitters the other day and they have like Urban Outfitters is the store I go to when I want to get something colorful because literally I feel like all their stuff is just like, especially the summery clothes, they have like these really pretty flowery dresses. And I'm just like, I wanted to buy everything because I'm like, this looks so good in Europe, like in the summer. But at the same time, I don't even know if I'm going yet. I hope I'm allowed to go. And like Jacqueline said, you never know, you know, the weather can kind of change and you want stuff that's versatile. So just bringing like 10 different summer dresses might not be the best because it might be colder at night or stuff like that. Yeah. So definitely pack layers, like bring some light jackets that are practical for daytime and nighttime, that kind of thing. So just try to be practical. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so now um, let's move on to the Caribbean. So, you know, we talked about this in our last episode. There's actually a ton of places in the Caribbean right now that are open to Americans. You know, they have different restrictions. So definitely check before you go so you know what you need to have. Um, So, yeah, what do you typically bring to the Caribbean, Jacqueline? I mean, honestly, these trips are easy to pack for because most likely you'll be staying at a resort So, you know, you'll know what you'll be up to. Like, you'll be going to the beach, you'll be going to the pool, you'll be going to nice dinners, you'll just be lounging. So there's really only so many outfits that you need. So this is a chance to splurge. I mean, you know, if you do have some Caribbean trips planned, I would recommend you can go on a little shopping streaming, buy some new swimsuits, buy some new beach dresses, buy some new sandals, that kind of thing, because those are the items that you'll need. Like nothing's really going to change. You most likely won't be doing a ton of exploring outside of your resort. So really treat yourself if you have some luxurious trips planned. Yeah. And I think like Jacqueline said, you can really bring a ton of stuff because usually, I mean, when you and I go on, you know, these beachy trips, we know we're going to be spending a lot of time at the beach, a lot of time at the pool, a lot of time just in a bathing suit. So I literally, even if we go for like two or three days, I bring like a ton of bathing suits because they're going to get wet. You might want to have a different one so it needs to dry. So you just need a ton of different options. 
Yeah. And I think the only thing that in terms of practicality that you really have to think about is like what water sport activities will you be doing? Because when it comes to swimsuits, you know, you might want to wear a one piece if you're going to go out, you know, doing a water sport. Like, are you going to be scuba diving or snorkeling? You might want something that's a little bit more coverage. But if you're just going to be tanning on the beach, you know, you can wear whatever you want. And then, you know, do you want something crazy for photos? Do you want a specific cover up for photos? Do you need a new beach hat? That kind of thing. So just think about exactly what you'll be doing and then go hunt for those items. Yeah, exactly. And another thing that I I was thinking about that would be, you know, kind of interesting to talk about because obviously a lot of times, you know, when Jacqueline and I don't travel together, Jacqueline will go with Drew or I'll go with Pierre Luke. And, you know, it's kind of fun to talk about what the guys wear too. Um, because I know, you know, with me and Pierre Luke, we like to also kind of talk about our what we're going to bring together. And um, it's interesting, like men's clothing versus women too, because a lot of times their stuff is so much easier where it's just like okay bring five t-shirts and five pairs of shorts and for women it's like okay I want to have like this specific dress but it's really more of a beach cover-up so I can't use it as a dress there's so many other things so yeah it's just interesting yeah and for men I think shoes are a lot easier too because you know they really only need like a pair of sandals for the beach some sneakers and then maybe some dress shoes for dinner and that's it So, I mean, for my husband, Drew, you know, I really try to pare his suitcase down as much as possible because then it does give me a little bit of overflow room just in case. So, you know, again, just be practical um, and just really think about what you'll be doing. Yeah. And for Pierre Luke, he actually really loves clothes. Like he, you know, he he likes to go shopping kind of like as much as I do with, with like men's stuff so obviously because in Paris they have like thousands of stores that we don't even have here so I think he kind of is just grew up with that and is used to having like fashion be a big thing um so he's always you know down to try like new new types of clothes and like different countries we go to so that's always fun but um yeah sometimes I'm like okay we need to pack a little bit lighter yeah exactly so So yeah, try to pack light and just try to plan ahead. And if you're looking for a very luxurious destination in the Caribbean, keep listening for some yacht charter destination tips from Eddie Lucas from Bravo's Below Deck. I'm here with Eddie Lucas from Bravo's Below Deck, and we're actually speaking with him from Below Deck. Hey, thanks for having me on. How you doing? To get started, maybe could you talk to me about your favorite, like your top three Caribbean destinations and just kind of Give me a little on, you know, how you would compare and contrast them. So it's, yeah, it's tough to, it's tough to say like which one my top. So I'll have to kind of just like in no particular order, my top three uh, would probably be like St. Bart's. Um, it's just a really beautiful, it's very luxe, um, very quaint, nice. And there's a lot of things to do also, um, but it's, it's not like overdeveloped in a westernized way. Um, yeah, St. Bart's is just really, really beautiful. St. Bart's is very nice. And then, uh, I'd have to say the BVIs, I mean, the British Islands, you could say, I mean, you could say the, uh, Tortola or a place like that was fantastic. It's, it's, there's a lot more going on. It's much more kind of developed. There's a lot of kind of restaurants and clubs and, you know, things to do around it, but it still has, of course, that Caribbean vibe. Um, and it's really easy to get to. <clears throat> and then um, St. Kitts and Nevis is 
just very quiet and I feel it's really untouched and it kind of really still keeps that keeps that Caribbean vibe and the Caribbean culture is still really well intact there. Um, plus it has some amazing landscapes with the volcanoes and some beautiful beaches, uh, just really great water and snorkeling and activities you can do in a natural setting um, with hiking the volcanoes and good snorkeling, good diving. So it was, so St. Kitts and Nevis is another really, really beautiful spot also. And you can kind of get a little of both words because St. Kitts is, is much larger than Nevis where Nevis is just a pretty much a volcano. And, you know, people really wasn't able to develop a lot on it once you kind of start getting up into the, the slopes of the volcano. But then when you kind of get over on St. Kitts, it's still a volcanic island, but it's, it's a little bit more kind of spread out and it's slightly more developed and there's more things you could do but if you're looking to get away and really escape onto a secluded island Nevis would be the place to go amazing i'm sure that's been on the top of a lot of people's lists lately um i know the biggest trends that i've seen it's literally just been people want to be isolated you know with yeah. their family or with their close friends so mm -hmm. you know luxury travelers are really just hunting for these those types of destinations and, you know, the experiences, right? Because everyone's realized that with all that we've gone through in the past year, you know, your experiences are definitely, um, you know, what's valuable. Yes, yeah, it's a silver uh, lining of this past year. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. We all kind of got our priorities straightened out, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Great, so, you know, what would you say, you know, kind of the two major categories for luxury travelers are really family travelers and then kind of couples and kind of romantic travelers. So I don't know, are there, is there an island that you'd recommend, you know, for both kind of sides of the spectrum, if you're traveling with a fam with your family or if you're traveling as a couple, you know, what would yeah. you recommend? If I was traveling with family, uh, I would definitely want to be kind of in the BVIs, um, in, you know, say in, in Tortola, in, uh, you know, St. Martin, that kind of those areas. Just because there's a lot to do and there's a lot of beautiful things to see you know it's 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 a little more touristy if you will um and you know you can go to the baths which is a huge tourist destination but it's really family friendly you can keep the kids entertained keep things kind of moving along so that but being the bbis i think is a great spot to go uh for couples being romantic um you know i think if they're a younger couple being in a place like st bart's is great um because you know they can still have time alone and you know, have a romantic moments together and do things kind of that's a little more isolated and secluded, but then there's still things that you can go out and do at night and things like that if they're looking for a little more excitement. Uh, if they're an older couple, and I'm not saying old people don't like excitement, but an older couple, they might, they might want to, you know, be a little bit more secluded and have a little bit more downtime, a little more quiet. Uh, I would definitely say like Nevis would be the place to go. Wow, and look at this. I just got a uh, I just got an alert that a volcano just erupted on the Caribbean Isle of St. Vincent. Oh my god. Yeah. Have that you just happens. Wow. Have you been there before? I've never been to St. Vincent before, but it's it's pretty close to St. Kitts and Nevis, I think. Mm -hmm. I yeah. think it is. Because yeah, that's St. Vincent and the Grenadines, I think, right? Yes, yes, yes. Wow. All right. Interesting. We'll, we'll see what happens with that, I guess. Yeah. 
But I guess, you know, people are asking, you know, how has this particular industry adapted to COVID? You know, obviously that's the storyline right now and how, you know, different resorts and different properties are all adapting to the situation that we've been in. So, I mean, how have you seen the yachting industry adapt? I mean, there, <clears throat> there is been some changes, but for the most part, it's, it's kind of stayed within the same kind of realm. And also with the yachting industry being out of Florida, which is much lax about everything that's going on right now, it hasn't changed that much. But, um, you know, I mean, in particular, cleanliness is always paramount on yachts. You know, we're always cleaning, scrubbing, polishing, getting things ready. So we're still cleaning all the time. We're just maybe using a little bit more disinfectants now. Uh, so that's, you know, maybe that's a little bit that's changed. Um, when it comes to crewing, there's definitely kind of some changes with staying on the boat or testing, making sure that we kind of have a bubble that is around our crew. And so that we're making sure that we're not uh, mingling or maybe getting, getting exposed to the virus in any way. So that if we have a charter coming up, we'll, we'll kind of start quarantining and making sure that we are safe before the guests get on. The guests will be, be tested as well before they get on. And it's just, um, you know, it's just, just a little bit more careful about who we're hanging out with when we're, and when we're hanging out with other people or outside of the yacht, just so that we make sure that everything is on the yacht is, is clean and COVID free. Exactly. So have you done any yacht charters lately? Are you on a tugboat right now? Where, where I am on a tugboat right now. Yeah, I am on a tugboat right now, but I actually did just have, I was just down um, in the islands and just did a, just did a few, few yacht charters. Yeah. So how was it with the whole COVID situation? Everything was smooth or? It was, we, it was, it was very smooth. It was, it was, we had a really strict uh, season when it came to COVID. I mean, we really had to adhere to the bubble. We weren't allowed to kind of go out and do anything else. So it was because it was a quick, we had a quick couple charters in a row. And so we, it was really, really safe, really well managed. And, uh, you know, lots of testing. We got tested regularly and the guests all got tested. And um, yeah, it was just once, once you got inside the bubble, you could not leave it. So it was, but it was fine. It, it worked out. Hopefully, you know, things are looking up with the vaccine and, you know, it's kind of slowing down. So hopefully everything will be back to normal, you know, hope maybe so, by this hope summer. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like how Biden was saying that we're going to have, you know, everyone vaccinated by, I think he said June recently, which is, yeah. Well, and I, I mean, mean, Hey, I know. I mean, he recently said that, you know, all adults by April 19th are, should yeah. be available. So yeah. Yeah. So hopefully people good. start going and getting their vaccines. I mean, exactly. Get back to normal life. Exactly. So to kind of wrap up, is there anywhere that you would like to, you know, go crew either when the world opens back up or just in your normal, you know, what you have planned already? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I've seen a lot of the Caribbean. So I, I do love the Caribbean. It's a beautiful place, but I'd like to kind of, I think, maybe branch out a little bit, maybe go to, uh, you know, the Polynesia or uh, Thailand. Um, you know, I spent some time in Vietnam and I think it'd be a really cool place to actually crew in. Um, so that could be actually, that, I think that'd be really fun is, you know, the traveling that I've, I've done through Vietnam would be, was a lot of fun, but I think it'd be really interesting being able to be on a yacht in Vietnam as well. I bet. I mean, I'm sure the anchorages would be unreal with all the islands and everything there. So I'm yeah, sure that would be amazing. Yeah. I mean, 
it'd be really incredible to be in the, you know, what are those islands called out again out there? I'm having a brain moment. Um, and Halong Bay, mm -hmm. and with all those beautiful limestone islands, and everything like that. Mm -hmm. It's just, that would be amazing to be able to go and visit that. And yeah, yeah, I would love that. That'd be amazing. I think, I think, and I think charter guests would love that too. Exactly. I know um, before COVID, I did a big Thailand trip and we went through all the PP islands. Mm -hmm. um, we weren't on a yacht, but we were on a, on a boat and it was, yeah. um, you know, it was unreal. Cause I mean, that's the only way you can explore all those tiny little limestone islands and just everything that's out there is, you know, from the water. So that sounds amazing. Yeah. That sounds like a dream trip right there. Yeah. I do want to go to Thailand. I, I got to go to Thailand one of these days yeah. also. Thanks for listening, Travel Babies. We hope you enjoyed our chat on how to pack for post-COVID trips and our interview with Eddie Lucas from Below Deck. Next week, we'll be talking about the vaccine. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review if you enjoy our podcast. Thanks, JQ. Thanks, Juliana.